0: Hi, welcome to Let's Talk Trade, a podcast by the World Trade Organization. I'm Yuri Zabuyamashita. Yamashita. In preparation for our upcoming Ministerial Conference in December 2021, this Let's Talk Trade special season showcases past WTO Ministerial Conferences through the eyes and stories of the WTO staff, the people behind the scenes. So, let's talk trade. Today's episode, On the Road to Reform. In this episode, we'll look at the last four Ministerial Conferences, starting with the one held in Geneva, 10 years ago, in 2011.
1: My name is Stefania Bernabé. Uh, I am a counselor in the Council and TNC Division, which is the division that deals with the General Council of the WTO, the Trade Negotiations Committee, And at the times when the ministerial conferences take place also with the ministerial conference, I actually joined the WTO only a few months before a ministerial conference uh, in 2001, but I only started really working closely uh, on ministerial conferences many years later in 2009 with MC7, um, which was a ministerial conference that took place in Geneva of a non-negotiating nature, that had working sessions and a plenary session where ministers were delivering their statements. Um, Much more involved in MC8, the subsequent one in 2011, which we can say was also of a non-negotiating nature, but there was a lot of preparation and a lot of negotiations which took place before. And ministerial conferences, we tend to think about them as events uh, with a beginning date and an end date. But it's all about really preparations. And sometimes we talk about months or years of of preparation. And this one was no different. There were these three accessions at MCA. One was uh, the accession of the Russian Federation. So uh, that had taken some time and it was a obviously a very big economy still outside the WTO. I was closely involved with that session. So I remember a lot of activity and high authorities from from the Russian Federation coming to address the ministerial conference at that time. Uh, There was also the accession of Montenegro uh, with the prime minister coming to address the conference. It was, um, yes, particularly Welcoming and happy, I remember to uh, to address the ministerial conference and the accession of a Pacific country, Samoa. So I was closely involved with the General Council Chair at the time in the negotiation or in the discussions of what was called the elements for political guidance. Somehow. Um, This determined, in a way, uh, the progression of work for the following years. It was the first time in six years that ministers could agree on a consensual document and reaffirming uh, the activities and importance of the WTO, also addressing the issue of the negotiations and the stalemate in the negotiations. So the first time that this was recognized um, in a document and also provided some guidance for future work. And that, in a way, set the WTO on the path for the following ministerial conferences in in Bali and Nairobi and after.
2: My name is Nora Neufeld and I am working on trade facilitation in the Market Access Division. Seeing the preparations for MC12 um, gear up, brings back a lot of memories of past ministerials, especially the one in Bali, which had particular significance for me in that it marked an endpoint to the the trade facilitation negotiations and prepared the ground for the the ultimate trade facilitation agreement you you might have heard of um, as um, one of the key new instruments to cut back on um non-tariff barriers and expedite the movement releasing clearance of goods. It also was a turning point um, for me personally in that it opened a new chapter in arguably the biggest project of my professional life um, and one I had already been involved in for over a decade. What made it even more special was that the successful outcome was by no means a done deal. Back then, even optimists weren't sure, and the text we had taken to Bali still contained tons of brackets.
3: My name is Daniel Prusen. I'm the head of the press section at the World Trade Organization. It was the last ministerial conference I covered as a journalist before I joined the WTO. So I had a lot of very fun nights hanging out uh, late in the evening in the hotel waiting for news of what was breaking. The agreement was achieved, if I recall correctly, very late in the evening. I think some of us were thinking of wandering home. But then we uh, saw an official walking out of the room at about 3 or 4 in the morning saying, it's come together, we've done it. It was exhausting. And at the very end, when the uh, gavel came down uh, from the Indonesian minister, The director general at the time, Roberto Azevedo, broke out in tears. It was that emotional.
4: My name is Egyung Jung. I'm senior legal advisor. Telling my MC9 story makes me feel the warm, salty air, Bali all over again. I think it was just an epic drama mixed with emotions, late nights, suspense, anger, joy, and tears. And then there were ministers, of course, our heroes and heroines. The fact that it was my first ministry might have added more excitement, too. You know how you feel about first things in life? I worked for many years as a dispute settlement lawyer before Bali, which means that I was just chained to my desk all the time without any exciting action as such. And then I had the chance to join the team to support the ministry in 2013 mostly to assist the then Director General and work on legal issues. The details of millions of meetings I had that I had to see through and so many briefs that I had to prepare during the conference are all fuzzy by now, but I still vividly remember its beginning and the ending. I was just stunned by seeing so many trade ministers all in one place. They are celebrities in the trade universe after all. It was really eye-opening, especially for a nerdy trade lawyer like me. Then it was all about hard work. We worked so hard day and night, and we were lucky if we managed to catch a few hours of sleep. In those moments, we managed to have fun too, by dipping our toes in the warm waters of Bali beaches and munching on local food. I love those bonding moments. And then came the happy ending. We are all night on the last day and returned to the hotel in the morning just to take a quick shower before heading back to the conference center for the grand finale. We had some tears of joy, of course. I must admit that there's something so dignifying about ministerials. Everyone has just one goal in mind, agreeing to succeed.
0: Bali was an important success for the WTO as it marked the first multilateral agreement since the organization was created in 1995. So expectations were high for the next conference, held in Nairobi, Kenya, in 2015. And here's Stefania again.
1: The elaboration of what then became the Nairobi Ministerial Conference in an extremely intensive process of preparations in Geneva, Uh, with three facilitators at the time and the negotiation line by line of what became a 34-paragraphs ministerial conference um, declaration, which was then uh, finalised at the conference itself in um, very intensive negotiations. The closing session of the conference, which was postponed in a final effort to reach agreement on a number of areas, the very important area of uh, uh, export subsidies in agriculture, uh, and also the ministerial declaration on which I was uh, more directly working. We also had two accessions, and, and uh, in particular in, for the first ministerial conference in, in Africa, there was the accession of an African country, Liberia, with a uh, with president of Liberia that came to address the conference and and... I vividly recall uh, that that moment, uh, it was uh, very important, and she explained the importance and the, the, um, really the key importance of uh, accession for for her country. So I remember this sense of um, relief and uh, happiness when all these various results were uh, finally adopted at this closing session, and since that closing session was postponed, uh, I also remember this Rush directly from the conference center to the airport, still with our papers, with a number of colleagues rushing um, to the airport to catch the plane back to Geneva. And that sense of that you don't know anymore uh, where you are, whether you're still working on the conference, all of a sudden you are uh, back on a plane and then back home within the
4: space of a few hours. I think some of us learned our lessons from Bali and previous ministerials, especially me, who. Um, Never experienced minister until Bali, and all those late nights and hungry and longing for some food. And so for Nairobi, MC10, I came prepared. I brought a series of snacks for late night snacks. And the colleagues in the office, they were very happy and excited and impressed by my selection of snacks. So I laid them out and we are waiting and waiting for ministers to come out with some kind of outcome. It was really long night nice sessions all over again. But then finally, when we were <laughs> munching on our snacks uh, and our office was very close to where ministers were discussing small groups, big groups, and they would stop by in our office and then would steal some of our food. <laughs> we were laughing about it, but we are so happy to share our food. As long as they can finish the negotiations, so I think we contributed in many different ways.
0: Next up was Buenos Aires, Argentina, in 2017. This is the last time that the WTO held a ministerial conference.
1: Thinking about the ministerial conference in 2017, MC11 in in Buenos Aires. Um, well, the conference started with a, a memorable opening uh, ceremony. Uh, in which uh, we had the presidents of several uh, countries of of the region that came to address the conference in person or or through a video and that also uh, signed uh, at the conference a declaration in support of the WTO and the multilateral trading system. Um, stressing really the the central role that the organisation played in in the region and and in the world. MC11 was a conference where several mm, different and sometimes difficult conversations took place uh, which in a way uh, also set the path for, for the WTO. Some of these conversations are still taking place in in several WTO councils and committees, regular bodies. Um, for me, it was a conference of uh, very intensive activity uh, at the side of this sometimes difficult conversations. And uh, I remember in, in the closing ceremony um, of the conference, at the end of the closing ceremony, uh, one of the delegates uh, from a WTO member that we knew because we had worked very closely together, coming to me and said, ah, uh, this is a moment of transformation for the organization. That's how you have to look at it. And, and um, yeah, that, that stayed with me. I think it's, uh, it's the most vivid memory that, that uh, I have of that conference.
0: These four last ministerial conferences made their own mark in the history of the WTO. To help illustrate that, let's hear from someone who's at the heart of these conferences.
5: Uh, my name is Vitor do Prado. I'm the Director of Council and Trade Negotiations Committee Division in the WTO Secretariat. I'd like to tell the story of a sequence of ministerials starting with MC8 in 2011 in Geneva, and what I see as a continuum between what happened then and what is happening now. And there has been a search for flexibilization since MC8 uh, on a step-by-step uh, manner. At MC8, ministers adopted a document called the Elements for Political Guidance, in which they promise to explore different negotiation negotiating approaches and advanced negotiations where progress can be achieved. That means they're getting rid of the single undertaking, this principle by which Nothing is agreed until everything is agreed. So, flexibilizing that principle, which leads the way to the adoption of the trade facilitation agreement at Bali two years later in um, 2013, that's MC9. So, what ministers did at MC8 becomes the reality at MC9 with the trade facilitation agreement, which is an agreement that basically foresees um, the harmonization of customs procedures by all uh, members. It also has an interesting feature that developing countries are only uh, asked to undertake commitments to the extent that they receive um, technical assistance to do so. It's a very important agreement. And as its name says, it's a trade facilitation. It facilitates uh, trade. And that was super important uh, at Bali in 2013. The same flexibilization trend takes place later on at MC10 in uh, Nairobi. Um, That's in 2015, where um, another agreement was um, uh, issued by members, on the elimination of agricultural export subsidies, and ministers then displayed their disagreement regarding the Doha round, or at least the framework of the Doha round. They agreed on the Doha issues, but they disagree on the whole of the framework of the Doha mandates. Um, Some members reaffirm those mandates, and some members say, no, we don't want that we don't want to follow the mandate of Doha. We agree to negotiate on those issues, like agriculture, for example, or fishery subsidies, but we don't want to follow that same uh, mandate. And sure enough, in 2017, there is a further flexibilization at Buenos Aires, um, that's MC11, where groups of ministers decide to issue statements Jointly, They're called the Joint Initiative Statements or Joint Statement Initiatives, JSIs. Uh, There's one on e-commerce, one on investment facilitation, one on micro, small and medium enterprises. And the flexibilization here is that these are not multilateral initiatives, but rather groups of members that want to advance work together, but not in full multilateral mode.
4: And now it's the time for Geneva, and it's cold and fresh air from our lake.
0: As we record this, MC12 is just a few days away. This will be the first conference under the leadership of WTO Director-General Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala. WTO members continue to engage intensively on many issues including on the response to the COVID-19 pandemic and other vital matters for the global economy. To learn more about MC12, follow the WTO on social media and our website. I'd like to give a big special thanks to all our guests this season and to the team here at the WTO who made this possible. Until next time.